town you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Was that intro music not loud to anybody else? Oh, that's the way it normally sounds. <laughs> no, it was like really loud really? in mine. Do huh. you need to turn down my headphones? It, it sounds louder than mine. What was that? It sounded like Millie. It doesn't look oh. like it locked out. <laughs> I uh, almost did a... Yeah, you might have to let... Oh, she's yeah. locked out? I, I think so. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back to Common Folk. Yeah, we're back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we made it. Jeez. <laughs> Morgan dropping bombs on us. I just was looking at people like no one else is flinching. I'm like, yeah, everybody was fine. So <laughs> what? Uh, what are we? What are we doing today? What's going on? Well, I uh, wanted to get Garrett back in the fold. Yeah, uh, had fun talking about uh, trail cameras and mm-hmm. you know being mm-hmm. uh, legal, not legal in this state, legal in that state. And another hot button topic, and it it, it happens. I would say like every three or four years, another state makes a move or does something and it just happened a few weeks ago where the uh, dnr department of natural resources or whatever you want to call it in colorado reintroduced wolves to some state park areas or released some wolves and my god twitter facebook uh, x whatever you want to call it social media was on fire Everybody has an opinion, and it's a strong opinion. <laughs> you know, there's no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, you love wolves. You hate wolves. You think they should be there. They need to be there. They should not be there. It's um, – I just – you know, I'm not in Colorado. I'm not up in the mountains. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm just sitting back watching this thing go down. But, Garrett, you have friends that, you know, hunt out there. You hunt out there um, that actually have some skin in the game. Um so I was I wanted to get your perspective on this. I, I know I have a, a rough idea of what I think, um, but I was really curious to see what you and a lot of your hunting buddies thought of this because, uh, like I said, social media was just on fire. And may, maybe to begin with, like, what are they doing? Like, what's their point? Yeah, that's – I don't get it. Well, you know, we got to reintroduce the wolves back to nature. But yeah. where did they go? So this did is they go- all just disappear? Yeah, white people killed them. <laughs> Like, <laughs> freaking white people. Isn't that the, isn't that the thing? You know? I'm like, every one of them was gone in Colorado. And then where did we, like, find more wolves? We breeded them and then just decided to let... I, I, I think that I think generally they get like trapped in Canada or somewhere like that. Okay, is that right? They get trapped somewhere and then brought brought they just to another migrate? state. These are a mix of both. Uh, the ones that they brought back and released are all from Oregon herds, but um, packs. A lot of them are. They call them transient wolves when they move in from other areas. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I can transient like are they like they're alien or something? like. They're moving they're, all the they're time crazy. trying to find a new place to... Like they can teleport and shit? Is that what that means? <laughs> <laughs> Just nomadic, kind of, gotcha. until they find a gotcha. place they like. But it's a little bit of little bit of both. But no, Andy was not, not wrong with white people kill them all. <laughs> so that, that's the argument. <laughs> well, the argument for re-releasing them or reintroducing them is that... I don't know what term to use for the type of people that everybody probably knows we're talking about, but is to bring wolves back to their natural habitat, which 
is not really so they so they they've they've been like pushed out of their natural habitat is the is the argument um hunted out okay hunted. yes okay. hunted okay. out pushed out trapped Tra- trapped yeah, hunted out fur bears for yeah. over 100 years same yeah. with grizz- grizzly bears used to be in Nebraska, Western Kansas, Colorado. Oh, every state had a population, a natural population of bears. Yes. So black oh, bears, grizzly yeah. bears, really? and yeah. wolves all the way. Did not every, know that. Just about every state mm-hmm. had wolves. So what would have a, a a wolf been hunted for? Pelt back in yeah, like a lot of the fur trapper days, the pioneer mm-hmm. days. Um, Daniel Boone, like back in that time, mm-hmm. they came and trapped and hunted everything they could for pelts. You watch uh, uh, Ken Burns. His documentaries are just phenomenal. I really get into that stuff. And there's there's a sense of, like, pride and, like, oh, we did it. We conquered. But there's also a sense of, man, did you really almost have to wipe out all the beavers, you know, and kill everything? And, I mean, Montana barely had, you know, lost a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, there's some, some – and I'm not even talking about the loss of life. Mm-hmm. You know, both Native American settlers, immigrants, the whole nine yards. Like, there's – there, there, there's some serious sorrow when you when you look into Western expansion back in those pioneer days, and one of the main casualties was the wildlife, and some mm-hmm. of it was out of necess- necessity, others was just for like I would say heinous reasons, like how are we going to kill these Native Americans? Well, let's kill their food source. Let's yeah. pretty much get rid um, of buffalo. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I kind of put wolves in that type of category, but now fast forward to today. The landscape has totally changed. Their natural habitat is gone, for starters. Like Denver, Colorado is there now. Not mm. a nice little right, valley, right. okay? Yeah. On top of that, like with Nebraska, there wasn't a lot of white-tailed deer in Nebraska no. back in those days. It was just, imagine a big old prairie with nine-foot-tall grass across the whole freaking state. Covered with elk, white-tailed, or elk, mule deer, and antelope instead of mostly white-tailed. Right, and, and now there's grown. a ton of white-tail, mm-hmm. uh, a robust food source, and, you know, all the, all these other things. So if you bring wolves into that or reintroduce wolves into that, man, do you really know what the consequences are going to be? No, well, like. The wolves are going to take over? They're going to mess a lot of things up. So, like, a, a, a lot of folks who aren't, in like, super close to this, m- most everyone has watched Yellowstone. And it happened on that. Did you watch it? I do not. I watched 1883, though. Do you Do you watch it? I've only seen, like, one episode. What? All right. So, so I said most, <laughs> okay. I said most so, everyone, right, and literally it's, it's only 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's most people besides us. Yeah, yeah. So literally in that show, that that is what happened. So there's they play out this this picture of the the wolves are reintroduced, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and they put the pressure on the cattle herd, and they're they're a protected species, yep. and these guys are out there, you know, as far as survival goes. Like the cattle is their income and their life, mm-hmm. and yep. so they're out there trying to figure out how do we handle this situation. Right. And then some underhanded things happen. You know, people mm-hmm. get in trouble and so on and so forth. But it literally kind of plays out the thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, they're in Yellowstone, and I think it's I think that actually is kind of a um, um, a depiction of like, you know, they dramatize it a little bit, but of what is actually going on. Out yeah. There. I mean, can right. I say that these wolves had collars, yes. like trackers on them? Yeah. They no, they were. Yeah. That's <clears throat> the yeah. Whole point. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, is that what 
these reintroduced wolves are going to have too? Yeah. All, oh, all of the reintroduced tagged. wolves, to my knowledge, have GPS collars. And oh. some of the ones I'll talk about do too. And they did not, they moved in. They weren't brought here, but they migrated in from other states mm. and had collars on already. What? Okay. There's, so I just thought that so was a movie thing. With all with all this being said, like you, you clearly have a, a pretty good understanding yeah. and grasp and idea on this. So where do you want to start with this? Uh and we're and, and and as as Andy said, we're we're talking to Garrett again. Mm-hmm. He's our 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 resident outdoor expert. He's our right hand man, Goo- like, guru. Yeah, yeah. He's like a yeah yeah outdoor guru. So we're we're like let's just get into it. Where do we go? Where do we start? You have a good starting point, and you're usually good with. Well, uh, I I like where you know I I know where I stand. Um, uh, a lot of the things that people are crying for, they don't understand. For starters, mm-hmm. they don't understand the impact, um, and let's let's just go right to Colorado because a lot of the arguments I saw was look they did this to Idaho and yeah. it screwed everything up. So here we are where we've already done it to this state and that state. But what happened in Idaho? Because okay. I, I don't the know. Rundown of Idaho. Yeah, it's been a total disaster for okay. the wildlife population and the ranchers. And so I could be wrong on the numbers. I looked at it the other day. Um, I believe the first wolves reintroduced to a certain region in Idaho, the Lolo region, was 1995. And I think this number, I, do I have time to look it up? I don't want to screw up the number <laughs> on how many, how many they released at first. But no, this was back no in 1995? Yeah. But things have gotten and, so dire in Idaho, like you can't even really hunt the elk the way you used to. Like they won't even bugle, like do their mating calls, because if they do that, wolves will run in and murder them. So <gasps> like elk aren't even acting the same anymore. Um, because the wolves know the calls? Yeah, they, they hear that call. Like, oh, there's dinner, and they come running in. Like the population exploded. It took off way better than and anyone And wolves attack in packs like yeah. together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's vicious. So the first thing that I found on here, I did, and this isn't what I was expecting, my way off, it says to begin with it was 15. Yeah, so I think that is the number I still haven't found on here. But yeah, okay. let's, let's say that's let's little. Say 15, 15 wolves. That's that's a lot. When oh, you, when is you hear it? Some of the other, some of the Colorado information. Okay, so how few what, it really what takes. This says is that uh, 15 wolves, Central Idaho wilderness in '95, and then an additional 20. Were transplanted into Idaho from Canada. What it year doesn't, was that? It doesn't. This doesn't say when, um, but the the time frame on this reintroduction says ninety five to to uh, twenty eleven. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like everything I've seen. So, say fifteen wolves got reintroduced to this region okay. in nineteen ninety five. So by, I think there was sixteen thousand elk in this area in. 1995, which a lot of stuff has changed everywhere throughout the country. Then, I mean, everywhere is more populated mm-hmm. for the most part. So that has a big change on this that a lot of the people pushing for the reintroduction of wolves don't understand the consequences of it and look at all the aspects of why certain things can or can't happen with the current circumstances. But from from what I know, they expect by 2025 there will be more wolves in this region than big game that they're hunting. Mm. So I think like 2022, there was an estimated 800 wolves in this area oh, and wow. 1,000 elk. So 16,000 yeah. So elk. they just like are like little rabbits. So oh, they just yeah. breed like 
We're yeah. crazy. Wait till wait till you hear what is going on in Colorado. What the, went on in Colorado yeah. before the reintroduction? They weren't. This is not. Everywhere is advertising this as the reintroduction of the first wolves brought back to Colorado. That's it's not. They're not the first wolves back in Colorado. No, mm. the transcends. They're moving. Yeah, um, yeah and you're not going to get a more efficient killer than a pack of wolves. No. And one of the things that just really <laughs> you just didn't account for. Uh, elk weren't ready for this. They they just assumed that uh, a wolf was like a big coyote. Mm-hmm. So, like, they wouldn't even run from them. So a pack of wolves would come strolling up to a herd of elk, and the elk was like, oh, look, look at this guy. And, and was boom, like, they're we don't, dead. We don't even have to hunt you? All right, here we go. Mm. So, I mean, that's why you're seeing these crazy populations go with 16,000 to 1,000. In less than 20 years. Whoa. Meanwhile, it went from 15 wolves to 800 wolves. Mm. Oh, Do you think that's gosh. sustainable? You think that's good? Do you see why? And you can't hunt them. In Idaho and Wyoming, now you can. Oh, now. But, yeah, but it's it's gone. What, 20 tags? Wyoming is shoot on site. Oh, I don't know exactly what Idaho is, but probably shoot on site at this point, too. Which means they've gotten to the extreme. Like, we're being like, oh, shit. They're well past the point of being able to be at a manageable level. By humans, but by once human you control. see that, why again? Then my brain keeps going to Colorado. Why would they think that's, this is like? That's a, the big question. Something to from do. Everyone, you've seen, you've seen how it's failed in every aspect and had all these negative effects in other states. Yet mm-hmm. they still allow it to be pushed for. So, but they think they're going to do it different. There's a lot of. <laughs> I don't want to get into like political conspiracy theory or conspiracy theory type stuff, but that's a lot of what. People I mean, are talking about you can with, with what like <laughs> that the point is just to wipe out like wipe out hunting yeah and, 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 and out, outdoor activities. So okay. your typical your people that are and I'm not pro wolf or anti wolf like if they're going to be there, which they were naturally yeah then they need to be managed and managed properly. So mm-hmm. I'm not like kill all wolves, but the anti the anti hunters are typically pro predator which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because yeah. they, I think they don't understand exactly what and how these predators kill the wild, the little right. cute fuzzy wildlife they right. see like yeah. deer and elk. Yeah. yeah. Like as an example, like people don't realize, um, you know, they think like let animals live and, 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 and love and do all the things they want to do. But they, and, and people think of these stories like, well, they, they have to eat, you know, and they, they, they take other lives and that's how they live. And it's a circle of life and so on and so forth right here on the farm. And a lot of folks who live on farms and, and understand how these things work, you got chickens. Okay. Raccoons start coming around. What do raccoons do to chickens? They snatch them up, they rip their heads off and they throw the bodies in the ditch and then they, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not like, yeah. it's not like they're having a meal. Right. Yeah. They're not eating them. They're yeah. terrorists. Yeah. Well, our neighbors, uh, some wild dogs got into their pheasant farm and just ripped apart a ton of, and it looked like they just did it for fun mm-hmm. and then yeah. strolled on out of there. Yeah. That's a but typical... is that what wolves are doing? They don't eat. In, yeah. In a lot of cases, yes. Okay. Especially when they have litters, they're, they're teaching their pups how to kill, how to hunt and I mean, they're killing multiple animals. And they're animals, killing, and then they're just leaving, leaving it. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, like, it's not a it's kill. It's straight attack. It's not a kill for, like, 
food. For food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes isn't that the circle of life when you have when you're yeah, eating right. what you kill? But yeah. and when it started, Idaho had an abundance, so they could get away with that mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. by the time that snowball started going down the hill, it was too late. Mm-hmm. Now, so, now you have a thriving uh, wolf pack that broke off into another wolf pack that broke off into another wolf pack. In my Google search, uh, <clears throat> the next two or three down that came up was an NPR um, article. And this was from 21, May of 21. And it says a new Idaho law calls for killing 90% of the state's wolves. Jeez. So the apparently the legislators decided... Uh, <laughs> Step it up. It, it's it, time for these guys to go. Well, you're also running into some really terrible deals where in those areas, you have a lot of uh, health nuts and those types. Right. You know, so they're out there jogging. Well, guess what? Guess what else likes to jog in the mornings mm-hmm. and in the evenings when you enjoy your little jog. So Okay, so they'll come after humans. Uh, yeah, like uh, all it takes, like all those movies <laughs> kind of poke fun at, one, you know, good-looking white woman <laughs> gets oh torn God. apart by wolves. When she's jogging. And, and then legislation gets then changed. Then it's on, yeah. yeah then okay. now it's on. It's yeah. the yeah. same thing with grizzlies, which are now a huge problem in Idaho, Montana, and northwest Wyoming, like Yellowstone area. Mm-hmm. Because now people, like... Grizzlies don't – they obviously hunt. Like, they're predators. They hunt big game. Yeah. But they're not near as efficient as wolves mm-hmm. or mountain lions. Like, they're not running down multiple animals, killing them. But they're killing people pretty effectively because, yeah. like, this summer when, when Abby and I went to Yellowstone, mm-hmm. uh, two days before we got there, it was West Yellowstone, which is in northeast Idaho. And there was a lady trail running, and they found – bear tracks and then her eaten on the trail from <gasps> from a grizzly and all that in Idaho, Wyoming, Montana. Grizzlies not that long ago were on the endangered species list, so nobody can hunt them. They're still on the endangered species list, but they're overpopulated now, but they're not taken off the endangered species list, so you still can't hunt them. So nobody's able to manage them, but we're running into more and more problems with bears. Mhm. So it's along the same lines. Like, and if you can't manage them when they're past a point of manageability, yeah, there's not going to be a good outcome. And, and we're in, and we have, we have hunters willing to pay for the privilege yeah. to go take care of this problem. Mm-hmm. It just, it really speaks to the inefficiencies <clears throat> of local governments, federal governments, everything. Like the, the grizzly bear deal, that's probably caught up in federal law, isn't it? Most likely. And if they're on the endangered species list and they're not endangered, yeah, but and they have that information. Does that so, just not fall off once their numbers hit, you know, high? Not like, really, because the people that are the people that pushed for the endangerment. Yeah. So like when they're on the endangered species list, like you don't want them to go extinct, no matter like even if you're a hunter, yes. whatever. But if they get to a certain point where they're overpopulated, just like any other wildlife, they need to be managed. Like right. A lot of these people are preservation, like they just want it preserved back to how it used to be, which it, that's not possible anymore. Like mm-hmm. everywhere is populated. Everywhere has a fence. They see models like Yellowstone. Yellowstone has tourists and tourist areas, but that's a true, one of the last true wilderness areas in the country. So the bears, the wolves, the wildlife, everything in Yellowstone is basically left alone aside from the tourists that can mm-hmm. only go in certain places. That's 
that's the only true wild we have left. So they see that like, yes, it works there. They say preservation, just leave them alone, leave them alone. You can do that in a place like Yellowstone where there's not people living, there's not farms, there's not livestock. Everywhere else in the country, that's not an option anymore. So preservation yeah. is not conservation. But at even all. even with Yellowstone, is it really working or is it completely out of it's, balance, out of whack? <clears throat> so far, I think it's still pretty balanced. Is it? But I don't the wolves haven't been there for that long either. So mm. there's more and more packs building, splitting up and spreading apart all the time. And that's that's where a lot of the wolves in Idaho, Montana, eastern, southern Wyoming are coming from is breaking off of Yellowstone packs and spreading on and they know that from gps collars and genetic testing mm -hmm. yeah and that's another thing like i it kind of drives me nuts is they have the information they know it's there mm -hmm. um we're talking about one of the first guys uh oh man uh gary that we were filming with on our land mm -hmm. on our ranch that mule deer hunt we got to get that footage out where uh that mule deer was just totally staring off in the distance. Gary took a shot, missed, and the deer didn't even flinch. We're like, what's going on? We'll reload and <laughs> shoot again. <clears throat> and the next shot, he put it on him, and he dropped that Third deer. shot. Third. So I hung yeah. up. <laughs> I'm being a little nice. but <laughs> I'm filming it yeah, he, with the camera. Like, yeah. I see this deer at 300 yards down in the bottom. Good, mature, muley buck. So I'm filming out of a little two-inch by inch and a half LCD screen. And I'm looking at the deer, obviously. In the side, like it's rut rifle season in Nebraska. I can see a doe with him on the side of the screen. And Gary shoots at this buck, misses. Deer doesn't even look at us. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Sometimes they do that if they don't know where the sound came from. And then I saw that he missed low. So I said, hold over its back, hold the top of his back at 300. Misses again. Oh, God. I can still see the doe in the side of the video. Third shot, aims a little higher. High shoulders the deer. Just, I mean, perfect, perfect rifle shot. Drops it in its tracks. The deer's there on the ground kicking. And I zoom out and film Gary's, like, post-kill. And then he's older, can't get around as well, so we parked the truck, like, 100 yards from the blind on the back side of the ridge. Mm -hmm. And I bet we got out of the blind no more than two minutes after the shot and went over to the truck because he needed more ammo and it was right at dark at this point. So he goes down to the truck and I just stayed on the top of the ridge and I walked a little farther and the deer's gone. So I'm like, I run back down to the truck. I'm like, I don't know how it got up or where it went, but your deer is not there. So by the time we walk 300 yards down there, the deer's nowhere to be found. Oh, God. That's a big muley buck. So it's a big mature buck. Yeah, three, yeah. 300 plus pounds live weight. And we find kick marks, found where it died. Blood, no deer. Walked around with flashlights, can't find anything. Went back to the cabin and I put the SD card in my computer and watched it on the computer screen. What I thought was a doe was a mountain lion. <gasps> and this was, mm -hmm. so that was the second weekend. Mm-hmm. And Neil, on, like, Tuesday before the last weekend, was sitting in the – it's his – Neil's blind is what we call it. And he was sitting there and said he, he watched a mountain lion stalk a yearling buck in one of the draws across from him. 
And I walked around at, at the time. It wasn't legal. Now it is. So I don't really care. But <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the week scouting, I walked around in there with your nine millimeter. Hell yeah, you did. I, all, you know. <laughs> all I had was a bow tag and I had like, I'm hunting, but I had my bow strapped to my pack with the nine millimeter in my hand. Cause I knew there was a mountain lion out there. Now I'm not as concerned about them, but hmm. so the next we're, we're watching the footage first shot the deer standing broadside next to a cedar and plain as day you can see the mountain lion standing 15 yards behind the deer stalking it like wide open pasture next to a lone cedar i mean just creeping like you see on the Uh outdoor channel it's crazy first shot when he missed the cat ran like 30 yards farther and stopped looked back the deer's watching the cat second shot the cat runs under a big cedar tree Third shot, the deer drops, and as soon as the deer hits the ground, the cat runs into the trees right next to where the deer's laying. So the next morning, Andy, Gary, Neil, and I went out there with three or four dogs. Three mm-hmm. dogs? Yeah, yeah, we wanted as many dogs as we could. <laughs> like look, looking for the deer, expecting to find it, I mean, relatively close. Mm-hmm. You found three, like, partially buried and eaten carcasses. Carcasses, yeah. Like, each one of them looked like they were two or three weeks older yeah, than the last. Yeah, about three weeks apart. More decay, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ripped apart a little more. Yeah. And we found drag marks 250 yards down into the bottom of the Pond Valley. Yeah. Still to this day, I've never found that buck. So mm-hmm. we're guessing it got drug up into one yeah. of the big trees. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll do that. They'll rip, take it up a tree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that's and that's what cats do. They'll They'll make a kill if it's in an area they live like a deer size kill that they can eat on for multiple days or weeks they'll kill it and then bury it with dirt grass whatever they can find and that's what andy found mm-hmm. so it had been living there for yeah, a while well. so so we actually showed that footage to a game warden mm-hmm. and back this was back in the day and he even said oh that's a coyote that's a coyote really it is undeniably there's no way you can look at it and not say that's a thousand i mean it's plain as day mountain lion that's just what i'm saying like we have the information i'm showing you video evidence and we can't even get to the conversation we're just stuck with this denial like no wolves are part of mother nature (laughs) and mother nature needs its wolves it's like no this is modern day idaho and this it's not what it was Mm -hmm. it's not 1883 Mm -hmm. or you know whatever you know so like (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we, we're more equipped now to do a better job of managing these things and actually having this place in an area for wolves yeah. and wolf it's, balance. The thing, I think the thing with wolves, you know, for me, like I've never looked into this like you guys have. So my understanding of wolves is all the things that I hear in like marketing, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, which is that they're badass. Like we like we like if i'm a if i'm a strong man i'm a wolf you want to be a wolf you know like i'm <laughs> i'm not i'm not a like you know weak people or 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 sheep yeah sheep you know or <laughs> there's like uh or or the day you know the the ones that can really do something they're wolves and they wear sheep clothing you know mm-hmm. and there's all there's all these like marketing things you know yeah but it's basically that the animal is strong and dominant and these are all Vicious. the things all the things that you want to be you yeah. know so like they're they're glorified which yeah they're not it's not wrong like yeah i think they're amazing animals bears yeah. mountain lions wolves all of it they're awesome but i i think it's because these people are so detached from real world especially right, right. nature they don't understand like we're humans 
we're not the top of the food chain when we're out there. Unless these animals are being hunted, they have no reason to be afraid of people, especially grizzly bears, black bears, mountain lions, wolves. They don't want to be afraid of you mm-hmm. because they know they are the top predator in their environment. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think a lot of these people are just, they don't understand the fact that they're not these cute, cuddly little animals that need to be protected because that's not the case. Well, and, the, and that's my point is that it, like, it, it just has all this like bravado and it's so cool and everything. And so, yeah, why wouldn't we want, yeah. why wouldn't we want those? wolves, bro. Yeah, why you don't would, like wolves, bro? Yeah, why wouldn't we want to bring them to the scene? Yeah. But when you look at it from a, you know, the, on the whole picture, you know, from a conservative standpoint and from, um, you know, conservation and, and, and building other breeds up and mm-hmm. keeping sport out there and those kinds of things, like, it seems like it's just a really bad idea. Uh, I read one article and I I couldn't decide if it was good or bad, but it was talking about how positive the wolves were being reintroduced uh, to Idaho and Yellowstone. And this this was like 20 years ago. It's like it even changed the course of the river because elk used to eat the saplings. And now these saplings are growing in these riverbeds. And now the riverbeds are flowing around these trees. I'm like, well, goddamn, don't we got like a dam you know, a system that goes from Montana all the way down to Mississippi. And so that, aren't these rivers supposed to go where we, where we think we can make them go and wolves are screwing that up? Like, so are that, there wow. any positive? I mean, so is there anything? What he's saying right there. That's, that's about it. No, that's that's true, but not in the real world we're living in right now. That's, okay. That's that was like the Yellowstone model that I'm talking 100 about. hundred years ago. Yellowstone is... In the grand scheme of the United States and the world, Yellowstone is pretty untouched. Like, that's about as close to 1800s and previous nature as you can get in the U.S. So, in areas like that where before they reintroduced the wolves, it, I mean, they are beneficial. Like, you need you need a predator in every <laughs> environment, especially yeah. in an area like that where it's this giant expanse of no hunting by people. And you've got mm-hmm. buffalo herds, elk herds, mule deer, whitetail, all these animals. Then, like, if you have, you don't want all of it to get out of balance. Like, no. if, you have, if you have too many herbivores, they're eating all these plants, like, mm-hmm. just exactly what you said. They're yeah. eating the saplings along the river that used to be there for, like, river breakage and changing mm-hmm. the patterns of the river system and all that, which in that case is true. So in an, in an environment like that then that is true because people aren't living there. We're not. That's, that's not fine. Our, Change the course of the river then. Yeah. That's fine. That's, right. You know, get after it. In, in a place like that, which everywhere else is not like that anymore because it can't be just because there's everywhere's too populated, then like the Yellowstone model works for Yellowstone. That doesn't work for the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not manageable. Well, and it kind of blows my mind like – I'm just, I'd be scared to death to to get ripped apart by wolves. <laughs> and here we are, like, and it's these people that migrate from California to Colorado, like, yay, no, we love wolves. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, my daughter's got a plushie and her yeah. her favorite cartoon is the, yeah, is the one with the wolf or whatever. It's like, right, right. What's yeah. the relation between coyotes and wolves? It's pretty close relationship. I know because that's a whole my, other podcast. Oh, okay. Because in my brain, I'm thinking, I I always think coyote. I don't know that I've actually wolves seen a like, wolf. Wolves are like four times the size of coyotes and okay. much more aggressive. Okay. And 
live in and hunt in much bigger packs than coyotes. But they do hunt in the same way. They're just like trying to kill. For the kill most part, yeah, yeah. The way, it, yeah. The, the way that wolves and coyotes kill their prey is not, it's not pretty. They run them to exhaustion and literally rip them apart until they die. That's how they kill. Rip. Deer, yeah. coyotes kill deer. They can, like, fawns, I mean, that's one of the worst ways. That's the easiest prey for them. That's yeah. why, like, coyote, coyote control is huge in the Midwest and everywhere else in the country that has coyote populations because a fawn is easy pickings for a coyote, mm-hmm. a bobcat, even, I mean, raccoons. You'll hear about Ooh. fawns getting attacked by raccoons. Oh. Usually it doesn't kill them, but those are easy. But they will chase full i mean how many we've seen it yeah. hundreds of times they'll yeah. chase full-grown fully healthy does bucks they literally run them to exhaustion because a coyote can run for miles without getting tired they're deer killing can. machines they're perfect killing machines yeah. yeah so i mean they especially hunting in, in a pack i mean a big male coyote can take down an adult deer by itself that it runs it long enough oh, but most wow. of the time they when they hunt deer they're hunting them in packs okay and I, like I have a skewed version of how good I am and fast I am and all this, but I have a pretty good idea if it can outrun a deer or run a deer to exhaustion, it can probably run me to exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, you know that probably can beat me to my truck even. So <laughs> those <laughs> are the things I kind of think about when I just go as out long there. as I beat you to your truck. <laughs> right, I just got to beat Ben to the truck. <laughs> okay, so then what's the numbers of Colorado? So I'm that's, dying to know what they released. They. They released six, I believe, at first. Okay, with, so it is a lot smaller than 15. That was but, Idaho. Well, the, the plan is at least 15. Oh, the, still, they're going to increase yeah, it. Yeah, still within the next month or so okay. from an Oregon pack or multiple Oregon packs, which that's so that's a lot. People don't understand how many that is because— so, And they're all—well, ma- obviously, they're not all males. No. Yeah, um, they're mixing. Obvi- yeah, mixed. Yeah. And I believe they're all collared. I don't see why they wouldn't be like you'd think they would mm-hmm. want to be able to get as much information of them, from them as possible, especially if they have them trapped already in their hands. I think that I would imagine they collared all of them. But all these headlines saying that's the first wolves reintroduced in Colorado, that's so far from the truth. There is wolves were obviously native to Colorado. Yeah. But the first recorded case of wolf predation in Colorado on livestock was like two or three years ago in northwest Colorado, like 10 miles from the Wyoming border. And this rancher had not just him, it's multiple people in this area, ranchers, especially in wintertime when they have their herd out of the pasture and Mm -hmm. they're near the houses, which is even worse. Um, One one collared male from Wyoming – from the Yellowstone region, made its way across the border into northern Colorado. And then, or I think the female, so a female came off first, and then a male came in. They had one litter of pups. They had six pups. They didn't have predation problems on the livestock until they had that litter. Oh. In two years, one male, one of those males, because it's the, one of the only two collared, killed, was confirmed to kill 18 livestock animals from mm. one area so, well seven, 17 that the state has compensated for okay so cpw has to provide compensation for whatever livestock is confirmed wolf kill and they can tell that by triangulating the collar at the time of the kill so they can confirm that wolf was there 
obviously tell in the way that the animal was killed if yeah. it was a wolf. So one one of those males was con- the dad of this litter of six pups was confirmed to be at 17 livestock kills, cows, and then one farm dog. They don't oh, compensate gosh. for the dogs. <laughs> yeah. And they'll only compensate livestock, um, I believe, up to $15,000. So most cows are not worth that. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of horse ranches and expensive bulls for breed stock. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could have a $100,000 yeah. horse get oh, killed. Yeah. Yeah. They're only going to cover 15000 of that when they brought him in. Yeah, so he ran out of that money long before he got to his 17 head of cattle. And what would happen if you did take one out that had a collar? You'd go to jail. You're, you're in trouble, aren't you? So <clears throat> the female of that pack, so th- those were the first two recorded, and that was within the last three years. And those two from Wyoming just happened to meet up, have a litter of pups, and then they started killing all these animals, basically to teach the pups. And... That's like, I think that that rancher that's done several podcasts, and I've listened to a couple of them, which is how I know some of this, um, I think he's had seven, seven of his animals have been killed by, that male was confirmed to be there. None of the pups are collared. I think the female was collared. I'm, I'm pretty positive she was collared, but she's been missing. So oh. uh, <laughs> the title of one of the, which this is... If you follow any of the Nebraska mountain lion stuff and, I mean, any of the wolf stuff, mm-hmm. they call it the three S's, shoot, shovel, and shut up. And oh. that's what a lot of these ranchers are resorting to because if if they can't manage these predator populations by legal methods, then they're going to start taking it into their own hands. Well, yeah. Of course. It's their livestock. It's yeah. their livelihood. Exactly. Right, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So they, they kind of suspect that the, the tracking collar – went off the radar and the wolf hasn't been seen so they're suspecting that somebody killed mm-hmm. her and destroyed the collar right which again in yellowstone not to spoil it for you they did that and then sent the collar though down the stream mm-hmm. or like ah, so neat. it was still kind Espinite. of moving yep. but and i've heard anyways. stories of that in nebraska of okay people with mountain lions that shoot the cat and either throw the full carcass in the river or a and creek just let it go and yeah. then, yeah, because, I mean, that's a whole other... You don't want it on your hands type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, but... Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three three of those pups from, I think this was just because, just from genetic testing. Um, so the main area, so these wolves have a huge range, but the main area that... And this ranch is in Colorado? Colorado, but it's 10 miles from the Wyoming border. So how can two, they say reintroduce when we're talking about this? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean. This was... <laughs> you know, these these were the first documented, like CPW confirmed. So how many there's been before that? Who knows? And there's a whole process to be for it to be confirmed a wolf kill. And I mean, there's the same guy that's had these animals killed mm-hmm. between him and his neighbors. I mean, they have dozens of missing livestock mm-hmm. that are not confirmed. That are probably partial part part of them are wolf kills, but. So there, that ranch is 10 miles from the Wyoming border, and people on the Wyoming side of the border, like on the border, started calling these wolves from that pack across and killed three of the pups. Mm. So that they know of, so the, the female's missing, three of the pups have been killed, and one of the male pups is collared, and then um, 
the alpha male is still collared. So they think there's still two more pups from that litter. This is just two years. Still alive. And then the male and one of the pups have split the original male's home range into two ranges. So the range has shrunk, but they kind of split it up. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, I think this year, um, by Meeker, Colorado, which is like northwest, west central-ish. None of these are confirmed, documented. Like they don't, nobody's seen the wolves, nobody's heard them. But in one ranching area, they found 18 calves killed by like wolf kills. Okay. But. No one knows. No. And that's three hours as as you drive a car from this other pack. So it's an entirely different pack that's just undocumented. Hmm. Maybe so the reintroducing in. means that they, they, whoever they are, dropped them <laughs> in Colorado and let them go. Yeah. So, But see, they're already invading or reintroducing themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you bring yeah. another six healthy, vibrant, young yeah, wolves but, into so the mix. That is like, a lot. I see exactly. what you're talking and, and about. And look how... Look how much came in one area from just one alpha male and female. They started an eight-wolf pack between them and their six-pup litter and did that much damage yeah. in two years. Yeah. And then they're going to be here. They Well, they already have been. Yeah. Okay, because I'm last, like— In the last three or four years max, there's been three confirmed wolf kills in Nebraska. One of them was in Blair two years ago, <laughs> two, three years ago. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one— one by Bassett or Bartlett. Here's a crazy story. I don't know if I ever told you this, Garrett, but this was a long time ago. Uh, driving about three or four miles from here out to that, you know, where uh, Buccaneer Bay, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where Ashley's folks um, have a ha- have a house. So that's between Omaha and Plattsmith, out on a golf course, but it's along the Platte River, just off the confluence where the Missouri meets the Platte. Um, they saw a huge, huge dog dead on the side of the road, and Joanne has to stop. She's a science teacher, biologist, you know, and dog lover and all this stuff, so she had to stop. And she's like, oh, my God, Tom, that is a wolf. I, like, I'm not messing around. I know what that is. That's a wolf. Somebody hit a wolf with their car, and it's dead on the side of the road here. So they called the Game and Parks. Game and Parks came and said, oh, no, it's not a wolf. Threw it in the back of the truck, said, don't worry about it. It wasn't a wolf. And mm-hmm. drove off. That's all. Because hmm. they don't want to say it is probably. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah. At all. And, so there, and, and I don't know how all this works, but um, this uh, this farm over here that's come to town uh, that has the rescue animals. Oh, Scattered Joy. So it's across across the highway. Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. Um, it's just across from like the gas stations down around Beaver Lake. Okay. <clears throat> but what they do is they uh, they bring in all these different rescue animals, and they have all kinds of like exotics animals and stuff it's it's almost like a petting zoo you can go out there and see these things we talked about vaughn with, yeah, yeah. talked to vaughn about this yeah. uh, the other day but uh anyway so they had this big dog who had got hit on the road and had basically had to have a leg amputated and someone brought it out to them because they were just they don't want to deal with it anymore and yeah, it's, yeah. it's a monster and we had seen them out there and our daughter was working out there helping mm-hmm. they did genetic testing and that animal is wolf like ha- like <laughs> has full on wolf in it like 100% it's not 100% wolf but it has the yeah. genetic uh structure or whatever it is uh, of of wolf they said this animal it's is it's like wolf and something else wolf 
Well, um, <laughs> and so, it's it's right. It's yeah, just it's right across the, the highway. So wolves over here. are mating with dogs. Well, well my so that's the my, conversation I was going to with you and coyotes. Yeah, my dad's first cousin. He's 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 awesome. But he's crazy. He lives down by Grand Island, and he has he's got a giant fenced in property, so they they can't get out. But he has a, his own pack of wolves, like actual timber wolves. Oh no! And he had a litter with the Timberwolves and St. Bernard's and those puppies are gigantic like a year old and they're way bigger than the full-grown wolves Mm -hmm. but they're I mean they're kind of I don't know it's he's fine with them because he's been around them his whole life but he puts them away when people come and has them in the in the kennels but they're kind of unsettling to be around honestly I (laughs) I would think so I would can't even think of what that would look like a Bernard and the But uh, that's a, a whole nother issue. Like uh, when a wolf comes up on a coyote, it's either going to kill it, rape it, rape it, kill it, whatever. It, you know, it's, it's not going to work out well for the coyote very often. But they did start crossbreeding. And now you're seeing a lot of these, what do you call them, cow wolves? Koi wolves. Koi wolves. And it's like the worst of the worst because you're getting – both of the best attributes of both animals like amplified mm. oh so it's not as gosh. big but it's it's still nimble it's not scared it's more aggressive like all the it's, it's the mm. worst of the worst and these animals are pretty much everywhere like every city you know, i don't know about coyote wolves but uh coyotes are like in every city oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Coy- coyotes are coyotes and foxes i mean fo- foxes have pretty much resorted to living in cities because coyotes kill them in natural environment so mm. i mean yeah that's pretty common, but I think like the koi wolves is mostly like northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, Canada. I mean, anywhere that there's wolves and coyotes, it's a possibility, obviously. But yeah, that's yeah. crazy to hear all that about wolves. I guess I didn't know. Well, it gets way crazier than that. Uh, oh, there's a there's a collared wolf from Idaho. I don't remember. They've all got numbers, but and I think this was several years ago. But this one male wolf from Idaho did a 1,300 mile journey from Idaho and ended up settling in Northern California, Southern Oregon. That one alpha male started a pack there. That now has resulted in six other entire packs just from that one male. Hmm. And when you say a pack, like what's an average number of a pack? That I guess I don't know what the qualification for that is, but (laughs) two or three or more. No, but that's that's a killing pack. It's Mm going to take down an elk. It can definitely take me down on a jog. (laughs) So the the main pack that that wolf started is the rogue pack, and that's still to this day like the the most. I don't remember what word they use, depredation. But that pack has killed more livestock than any wolf pack in U.S. history, Hmm. just from that one wolf. And that. Someone is still tracking all this mm-hmm. and letting them live is mind blowing to me. Mind blowing that Especially why are we tracker. not like you could go find yes. him? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go find this guy and put yeah. him down nicely. Yeah. It's really not that hard. Yeah, I, I guess. What so, am I missing? It's I don't so know. frowned just, upon by yeah the people that are the loudest about it. Okay, that yeah. also yeah. have but they're not the losing. Least, they have the least right to exactly. be loud about it. Like. Well, and uh, those type of people, we keep on calling them those or them, <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you put out a little YouTube short uh, of, you know, um, of our last hunt, and it was a perfect 10, that mm-hmm. deer that we have four years of history with, cultivating all this stuff, and, you know, 
uh, it was the kill shot of me taking the shot and then the, the walk-up moment and all that stuff. And people are just, you know, there's a few negative comments like, oh, tough guy. Oh, you murderer yeah. and this and that. It's like, <laughs> man, that's not what this is about. I'm, right. I'm, not, I'm not proud because I killed something yeah. or whatever, you know. But that's all they kind of so see or yeah. Yeah, equate it to. It'd be interesting to hear what, like, the rangers or the people... I don't think you can get an honest conversation out of them. Okay, and well, that's that was going to be my next thing was I bet they have their own opinions, but yet their jobs so, kind of preventing them yes. to voice them. With the Colorado, the latest Colorado release, the, uh-huh. I guess the only the only public release of Wolves by CPW. There's a lot of stuff already. That was only like two two three weeks ago. Yeah, but yeah. there's a lot of stuff already on social media about it, and supposedly, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's true. But supposedly, people have talked to some of the Game and Parks officers, uh-huh. like some people have pro- issues with like game wardens, which if you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't have an issue with a game warden. Mm-hmm. But saying that a lot of these wardens are entirely against it, and that Game and Parks, which we we've seen it in Nebraska, Game and Parks might be against something and advise against it. They should be the ones with with some input from the public. Game and parks should be the ones managing our wildlife. Mm-hmm. That's just simply not the case. Mm-hmm. The I I don't know if it's the Colorado state senator, but somebody above Game and Parks that made the decision or CPW in Colorado. If you watch the video of those wolves being released, he's got a big smile on his face. He's an anti-hunter. If you look at the faces of all the wardens that are standing there releasing them, not happy. Frowns angry faces not happy and they're the ones out there on the ground dealing yeah. with the public right, about it too right. so they're getting it from multiple directions mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it's that, political I mean, yeah that of senator just, yes he gets to go to an echo chamber and like oh yeah. way to go way right. to save the environment it's like no right. actually they're destroying it yeah. yeah you know and most people that are given there's some that are not but most wardens anybody in game and parks is probably an outdoorsman yeah so mm-hmm. I mean, most of them yeah. know what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if it go, if they have no control of yeah. it, that's the same thing with the mountain lions here in Nebraska. With a lot of the game wardens, they know what needs to be done, what should be done. Mm-hmm. They need to be managed better. Like their hands are against, tied. Ha- yeah, and we're not against having them here. No, but it's the people that are anti hunters and non outdoorsmen that don't have a clue that are making the decisions that have the money into it to say no, mm-hmm. that stop all of it. So Isn't that yeah. how that always works, and it's though? Just a it grand, like... Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a grandstanding thing, you know, to look yep. good or sound good, feel, yep. you know. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the, the betterment of the actual environment, the animal itself. Because, uh, I mean, right now with the Idaho, those numbers are crazy, where you have 1,000, you said elk, 800 wolves. Well, obviously, that's not going to work, is it? <laughs> right. Well, that, that goes back to... Preservation is not conservation. All these people care about is preservation. Preserve it back to how it was. They don't think of the fact that that's not possible with the human expansion here. Exactly. Like, yeah. You can only do what we can do now. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. take all the land back from the people that own it. You can't tear out all the fences. You can't take everything back to the wildlife. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a daydream for most of us hunters to go back 200 years and be able to be out there with a bow or a gun and experience what it was like back before everything was settled it, but it, that's not reality that yeah. it'll never be that way again. never yeah yep yeah we're we're fenced off into rectangles 
you know, pivot circles, right. you know, that's just not the way it is anymore. Yep. So, yep. And we have the know-how, the technology and everything else to really help all the populations, wolves, wildlife, uh, white-tailed deer, mountain lions, to work together. It could work. It all can work. Mm-hmm. But there's too much making it political. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mucking it up. Yeah, I think a lot of it, a lot of it with these type of people is like, it's a it's a lazy man's mm. knowledge or learning. Like, you're hearing something you agree with. If you're an anti-hunter and you hear something against hunters about it, you love that. That might not be the truth. If that's if you just stick to that and stick to what your group says and take that as fact, that's all you're ever going to know. But mm-hmm. like. With predators especially, if they're endangered, the only way to bring them back is through true conservation. Mm-hmm. Conservation is done by hunters. Right. How many species? Paid for by hunters. Yeah. Paid, paid for by paid, hunters. Yeah, paid for, paid for and done by hunters. How many species have been brought back to healthy, sustainable? Num- Grizzly bear, perfect example. Those were all but extinct in the lower 48 for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. Now to the point where there's too many of them, now we can't do anything. Isn't isn't that like the perfect model for a success story of conservation is that by hunting, we were able to bring a species back from near extinction yeah. to right. the point where it needs managed by hunters. Right. right. And it, but it, then they just don't want to. They don't want to hear that. No, they and don't. It, they don't want to, whether they, they don't want to accept it or don't want to admit that they're wrong or that. Well, yes, what do they that think there's another way exactly. or that there's another way, you know, uh, and the same can be said for even waterfowl. It works across the board. There, there's a certain type of goose that um, um, was really doing tough times, whatever, overhunted. And then Ducks Unlimited got involved. And now there's not enough breeding ground up north for them. They're like overpopulated. And that's still with hunting being well, involved. Isn't the, I mean, the fact is, is that it doesn't make splashy headlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you, as a, as a politician or whoever that can make those decisions, if you say, uh, you know, all right, we're going to give this to the hunters because we know that this division, gaming parks and whoever it is, it's going to work with their people. They're going to take care of this, and this is going to be good, you know. And then, boom, moving on. Like it's there's no headline there. Yeah, yeah. What's that all about? But that, but if you can do a headline, standing there with a photo shoot with a, a wolf release, and yep. you know all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, it's like there's this big splash, and like, right. oh, check out what I did, you know. Yep. Boom, and right. then everyone moves on. That's really all it's all about. Yeah, mo- mm-hmm. Most of these people are they're strictly they don't care what's done or how it's done. They're strictly anti-hunter and not pro-con. Yeah. Like they don't want to look at the facts of it. You can't. If you look into it, you cannot deny the fact that the North American model of conservation works mm-hmm. in every way. Mm-hmm. That's Look at Africa. Africa is a perfect example of it, too. Africa adopted the North American model of conservation. Elephants, rhino, buffalo, all kinds of species down there that were being hunted by everybody in those areas for food to the point of extinction and poaching for whatever reason, elephant tusks. Mm-hmm. Hunter dollars brought that back. If you put a price on those and start protecting near endangered species by selling permits for hunters once the population gets to a point where it needs managed, Mm -hmm. all that money is going into the conservation of them, which is bettering the population and bringing more money to these areas that need it to give them better and more sustainable ways of survival rather than just slaughtering everything there because they need to eat. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a great example, too, where they'll auction off those hunts for hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. And uh, the one of the most recent ones that I thought of was a, a really old line, like a gnarly line that wasn't even good to have around the pride because they're they do stupid stuff yeah right? you know Cecil. they're not yeah there you go oh, and, and uh yeah so <laughs> he he gets shot and it starts this uh spark that sparks this fire where oh you murder you kill the lion it's like no it actually helps the pride because he was picking off the weaklings of the pride um he was ready to be retired and his and that hunt paid for so much conservation for the betterment of everything mm-hmm. yeah all wildlife and that hunter that shot that, I don't even know what that hunt went for. Let's say $50,000. That's $50,000 more than you put towards anything mm-hmm. in Africa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. So let's just start there. Yeah. yeah. Like, absolutely. How many, I guess, I don't, I don't know if anybody <laughs> followed it or has been in, as invested in it as I have been, but like 10, 15 years ago, does anybody remember how big a deal it was the first time somebody got a video of a, of a snow leopard? Like in the mountains, like Western India, like the mountain ranges out there and all the stands, whatever they all are, Pakistan, Tajikistan is one Mm -hmm. of the big ones. But um, they were pretty much to the point of extinction where people were Mm -hmm. arguing whether they were truly extinct or not. And I remember within the last 15 years when on National Geographic, somebody had a video of one that proved they were still alive and it was a huge deal. Well, those, so those areas like... Marco Polo rams looks like a bighorn sheep, but their curls just keep going. Okay. Those hunts go for like $200,000 or a couple of years ago, we're going for that much. Hmm. And there's a bunch of different species of those. And like, there's local people living up in the mountains that just mm-hmm. basically killed whatever they needed for food until the North American model of conservation came there. And they started, like they convinced these country governments that you could put a price tag on these for granted they are rich people like most of us are never going to be able to go do a hunt like that yeah but hunter dollars came there put a price tag on those protected the animals to the point that they their populations were able to come up to where they're being managed as trophy hunts while every all these people hate the term trophy hunt because they think you're just going there to put something on the wall and you leave the meat what hunter do you know shoots and kills something and doesn't, and doesn't take the meat? Yeah. We yeah. all eat it, unless you're a poacher. You're a hunter. You're just a hunter until you're a poacher. So, like, nobody does that unless you're a poacher, and that's mm-hmm. a whole different topic. But these species of rams mm-hmm. out there, sheep is what they are, have gotten, the population's gotten to a point where the snow leopard population is outrageous it's thriving all of these countries thriving because of the population of all these sheep which was brought up by hunter dollars putting a price on these trophies which they're trophy class but they're mature you're taking the most mature animals out of these herds for hundreds of thousands of dollars to be put back into that country the community and help the people help the population so like back to the right back to the point of isn't that the perfect model for conservation? Yeah. If hunters brought a species back from near extinction to the point where they need managed by hunters, mm-hmm. they hate hearing that. They don't want to admit that that's right. It yeah. takes care of itself, though. Where's the pizzazz? Right. Like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're taking <laughs> a, <too> few, <laughs> a few specific animals. Say you kill three rams out of a country 
for two hundred thousand a piece, that's six hundred thousand dollars to mm-hmm. that area mm-hmm. for three animals. But you brought multiple species literally back from extinction to the point where they're thriving. Mm-hmm. You I can't mean, de- you can't deny the facts that right, it works. Right. And the apex predator too, the yeah. snow leopard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's interesting. Man. Yeah, it is interesting. Wolves. Wolves. Owls. Wolves, coyotes, bears. Yep. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't think that's the word it is. <laughs> I just made it up. Okay. <laughs> I know. Come on. So, Didn't it sound uh, good? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, wow, he's throwing darts big time mm, at me today. That wasn't a dart. <laughs> I think... Uh, we're we're not going to do another shot. We did a shot last uh, yeah last time last episode. So oh, we'll, we'll let you have some to... afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to give a, a shout out to Soldier Valley uh, Spirits um, for hooking up with us and and uh, and letting us have some of their their liquors, their bourbon, their vodka. Yeah. The stuff's awesome. Hell yeah, folks need to check it out. One of the most uh, patriotic and uh, veteran supportive organizations that we've ever talked to veteran owned veteran supported all the all of it yeah Yeah. it's pretty cool that yeah every time you buy a bottle or any of their products i don't care go to the distillery and buy a t-shirt you know a portion's going back to help veteran charities and that is their big thing that they wanted to hammer home with us was that every time they sell something part of that goes back to those charities um, back into the community so Check it out. It's available locally, probably just about anywhere you are, uh, certainly here in the Midwest, but all over the U.S. Uh, and it's, um, man, it's it's one of my new favorites for sure. And <laughs> Morgan is not a bourbon drinker <laughs> and decided, actually, I kind of like this stuff. I yeah. do. I was like, oh, I think we need to get a bottle to take like, home. We've been taking shots on this podcast for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And every time we hand her one, she's like, uh, do I the vodka. I was really gonna do one today. And then she has it. And she's like, "Oh, yeah, nope, yeah, it was, it was all right. That was all there right, <laughs> but not this one. This one is nope. smooth. Nope. So good. I don't good. have to have a chaser after it. Just all right. It's kind of weird that that it works out that way. But yeah, appreciate those guys. Yep. So uh, good people too. Yeah. Good topic today. Garrett's good to have you back, man. Thanks, uh, Garrett. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. Oh, no, no it's all good, you're man. so yeah. informative. It's good info. We got lots of stuff in store for that. I think, uh, you know, Andy and I were talking about a little bit, um, these outdoor topics. I mean, it resonates with our audience, and uh, there's a lot of cool things to chat about, so we need to we need mm-hmm. to do this more often. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I'll, I'll dig up that video. I still have it somewhere yeah. with that mountain lion. Yeah, I've that, got it too. That yeah. would be interesting. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah it would be cool. But wait, it's not a mountain lion. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's a big coyote. It's a big coyote. Long, with okay. a long tail. Get it straight, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coyote with that big long tail. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Hunting alone. Cats, yeah. dogs, whatever. They're all the <laughs> They're same. All, the same. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anything else? Nope. It's all good. Peace. All right. Later. We'll see you guys.